Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Uh, hey, we're in a series where I've taken all the purpose statements, there's four of them, and we're breaking them down throughout the year, uh, spending about three weeks per uh, so this is number two of the second purpose statement of our church, and that purpose statement is entitled, Find Freedom. So we first, we talked about know God, and once you know God, whether it's by salvation or you've come here and already know God in salvation, you're born again, but, but, but you begin your deeper knowledge of Him, going deeper into knowing God. But now we're talking about find freedom or finding freedom. And we do use some scripture last week. I want to read those again. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says this, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. The, 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 the New King James says there is liberty. We sing about it. There is freedom. There is liberty. When you are in Christ, when, when Christ has set you free, you are free, free, free. John 8, 36, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. You can't be any more free than when He set you free. Any more free. Galatians 5, 1 says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. If you want to, you can say, for it is in Christ who has set Jeff free. Put your name there. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Do not walk around once you have been set free like you're bound again. Don't be. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, a beautiful verse. Therefore, if anyone, anyone, anyone is in Christ, in Christ. He, she is a new creation. All things are passed away, and behold, all have become new. Man, once you're in Christ, and that's the key, that you're in Christ. You're in Christ when you're born again, where he resurrects you up new. When you've been in Christ, not around Christ, in him. You can't dance around him in church. You got to be in him. He was laid in a tomb and he was raised again. You will die to self and be raised new. Once you're in him, once you're in him, old is gone. News come. Now, the problem is that old, mm, sometimes hard to shake. And some of you are like, mm-hmm. I said amen, but I said it right inside my little heart, okay? Because I didn't want my neighbor to hear me say amen, okay? But that old, that old is hard sometimes. It, 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 it's, it's always knocking. It always knows your name. It knows everything about you also because, remember, it was there when you did it. 
So it's like, hey, 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 remember you're that guy and we did this. You get those friends, you try to get rid of them in high school and they keep showing up. You're like, dude, we're not friends anymore. Oh, yeah, we are. No, I told you go away, like away, like really far away. All right. But they come back. All right. They're like the weed in my front yard. I'm like, if I pull you one more time, what do you got? You got triplets or something? What are you, a brother, sister? I, I don't know who, what, I mean, right, same spot all the time. I don't like it, all right? But, but they keep coming back. The past keeps reminding you. In, in her book, Unashamed, Chris Kane makes this statement. Being set free, listen to it, being set free and walking in freedom are not the same thing. You get that? Being set free was done for us by Jesus on the cross. But walking in freedom is what we choose to do for ourselves each day. Listen to me. Jesus took care of your being set free. He bore his body on a cross called Calvary. They put nails in his hands and feet, thorns on his head, and a spear in his side. They mocked him, spit on him, and called him all kind of names. And he took it like a champ for you. And he set you free. And you didn't have anything to do with it. It's called love and grace. And it came, I mean, nothing like it. But listen to me. Too many times, we want to climb back up on the cross and let him nail us up there. After he said, get out that cross and get out of that tomb. You've been set free. Go fly, go sing, go dance. And we're like, I'm going back in a tomb. No, can't go back in a tomb. You got to walk daily. I'm going to tell you something. It's a choice. Every day you get up, you go past, you can't speak. Only Jesus speaks. I'm only hearing what he's saying about me because I'm a king's kid. I don't even have ears for you, past. I'm walking in freedom because once he sets me free, I am free indeed, my friend. Free indeed. And every day, Every day, you got to make a real tough choice to not hear past and only hear what he says about you. you got to turn the past off because if not, you won't go anywhere. You won't go anywhere. Scripture says you'll be unproductive, ineffective, otherwise paralyzed. And the church, little and big, is suffering today because we have too many set free with chains. That don't even go together. You couldn't pay a criminal to go back in. Set me free. Got a slave. Someone sets them free. Dude, no way. No way. What keeps people from walking in freedom? It's a really good question. What keeps people, maybe you want to say this, what keeps me from walking in freedom? Have you ever heard of a word called parasite? That's a gross, nasty, before lunch kind of word, amen? <laughs> I'm not trying to mess up lunch, but you ever heard of a parasite? Parasite, just flat nasty. You know what it does? You know what it is? A parasite is an organism that lives in or on 
another organism or better known as its host. It benefits from devouring nutrients from the host expense. So basically, a parasite locks onto a host that continues to feed it, and it won't ever let go as long as you nourish it. We used to go sneak on golf courses when I was a kid, and we'd go diving in those water traps, as they call them, for golf balls. And we'd find hundreds of them. And we'd clean them up, take them to the golf pro, get a nickel a ball. Dude, you rich getting a nickel a ball. Rich. The problem was we'd go home, clean up, and our parents say, what'd you do today? Nothing. Steal the word today. All right? But then I'd have a leech. My mom find leech stuck to my arm or my skin. She said, what's on your arm? I don't know, but it hurts. Turning red around it, too. And my dad would get a lighter. And you hold that fire to it, and then you get a knife and go, and knock that leech off from sucking on your blood. Poor price to pay for a nickel golf ball, my friend, I'm telling you. But see, if you got bad friends, you just do stupid stuff, okay? No more of that for me. No fire knife scrape for a nickel. You give me a dollar, we might talk. But, but that stuff hurts. But parasites have to have a host. If a parasite doesn't have a host, it doesn't exist. It dies. It cuts off its nourishment. You kink his hose. His blood flow is gone. His food supply is gone. If he doesn't have a host, he doesn't have a home. Can a person who has not been born again be a host for a parasite? Well, yeah. Yes. A lost person can definitely be a home for a parasite. Most of the time, that parasite that's on that lost person is what's keeping that lost person lost. And they don't know it. Some of you in here have had a parasite and it kept you lost. But then you got set free. Can a person who's been born again be a host for a parasite? Now that, you might think, well, no, because they've been set free. Yes, they have been set free at the cross. But I said there's a big difference between being set free and walking in freedom. So you can be set free and still be a host for a parasite that will not allow you to walk in freedom. Unknowingly be a host, a blood supply, an oxygen supply, nourishing a parasite. You say, well, that's gross. I would never want a parasite to be in my life. Me neither, but I had one. And you couldn't, you couldn't tell. I hid it well. You didn't know. Nobody knew. The person that I had the parasite for didn't know. But it sucked me dry. It sucked me dry. So do parasites have names? <laughs> That's another good question. 
Do parasites have names? Yes, they have a name. Yes, they have a name. Let's take a look at some of the common parasites that can take a believer out. That can keep a lost person lost and take a believer out. But make a believer ineffective, unproductive for the kingdom. And we're going to name the big three, and then we're going to go a little bit, going to go other places. The big three that get a bunch of attention is alcohol, and I'm not talking about wine at the dinner. I'm talking about hardcore alcohol that you numb your body and you lose reality on. And you're doing it because you don't want to face something. You're addicted to it. It's your pacifier. It's what you suck on. It's your parasite that sucks you dry. I'm not about the hard stuff. It's messed you up, that you hide from your family, that you mix with something else because you do not want to be found out. Drugs, and I mean drugs, but I mean specifically maybe prescription drugs, which there is an enormous addiction in this country on prescription drugs. And most likely in a crowd this size, there's some in here. It's what we sneak, it's what we take, it's what we steal because we numb it. It is a parasite. Porn. Porn can be a parasite, my friend. Those are the big three. You get a lot of attention, but there are others. Anger. Anger can be a parasite. Anger is what you hide. You're a host for anger. You feed anger. You're its blood supply. Anger wouldn't exist, but you're the host. You say, well, my granddad was an angry man. My dad was an angry man. I just, how I am. Hmm. That's fine, but I'm sorry to tell you that Scripture does not say that. I mean, that's understandable. I'll give you a hug for that, but listen to me. I love you too much to just hug you and not tell you the truth. Scripture says that once you're in Christ, you are a new creation. That old parasite that you might have been born with is gone. And as long as you keep telling yourself that's just who you are, then guess what? Your son will repeat the generational sin. And so when your grandson sits on your lap and you look at your son and you go, I could have cut that parasite out of me. It wouldn't be in my son and it wouldn't be in my grandson. But no, what we do is we just, uh, we just continue to host it. Temper comes right by. I, I never... I had a guy one time at lunch, he said, I'm an angry guy, but I don't have a temper. <laughs> Dude, you, that is, that can't happen. You can't be rice and be white if you are angry and not have a temper. You, I mean, they just go together. Cloud and rain, they just go together. You can't have rain on a clear day, never mind. You, you, they just don't go together, okay? Just don't go together. Critical spirit a critical spirit needs a host. If you feed a critical spirit, it'll live. It'll live. Gossip. Jesus said no man can tame the tongue. Then give it to the one who made the tongue. Because that parasite's killing you. 
Fear is a parasite. We sing about it. Judgmental spirit. You judge people all the time. It's the first thing you do when they walk in the room. You judge what they wear, what they look like, what they smell like, what their kids act like, where their kids go. And the whole time you just exalt yourself. We can better identify a judgmental spirit if we want to use the word that Jesus uses a lot of times, and that is pride. I'm just, I'm just better. I just know everything. I am fine. I have no sin. I'm like me and Jesus. We like best friends. I know. I know. Materialism. Materialism can be a parasite. It can suck you. I mean, it can just suck you dry. Here's what materialism. You say, well, I don't know if I have materialism. Let me give you something that'll help you understand if you have materialism. Are you ever satisfied? Is there ever a time that you have enough? Or do you always have to have more? If you're always wanting more, newer, better, bigger, faster, more gorgeous, this, you have materialism. Jesus said you can't chase after two. You can't chase after that. Can't. You're going to forsake me if you do it. It can be a parasite that sucks on you. Debt. I don't have to remind you that debt is a parasite. There's debt that, that really does a lot of damage to marriages and trickles down to the kids. Debt is a parasite. Bitterness is a parasite. And, and, and a big one is unforgiveness. See, in the church, we don't say that we're, we, we have an un, un, unfor, uh, unforgiveness problem. Our forgiveness problem. We might say we're bitter, but we don't like to say we're unforg- we have an unforgiveness problem. See, I would have told you that I was kind of bitter towards an individual, but I never would have told you that I, I can't forgive them. I would have said, oh, I, I forgive them. I'm just bitter. Can't do that. If you've forgiven them, you can no longer be bitter because you walk in freedom. So if, it's like this, if I have truly forgiven someone, I can bless them. I can clap if they get something. I can serve them. I can do very, very, very nice Jesus kind of stuff to them. I'm not asking you to like the person, but you will love them. And if you love them, you will love them as Christ loves them. And Christ loves them even when they're what? Ugly. Unforgiveness is a big deal. I want to look at a couple of scriptures for unforgiveness. Matthew 6, 14 and 15. These are tough scriptures. Matthew 6, 14 and 15. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. I like to be forgiven. He says, well, good then, forgive them. But, and that's a big but, if you don't, if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive your trespasses. Uh Uh-oh, 
God, forgive me. I'm sorry. Okay, here's grace. Walk. Love being forgiven. Jesus says, aren't you going to forgive them? No. No, I'm not going to forgive them. You don't understand what they did. They're just just terrible. They're like a snake in the grass. They're just slimy. They're evil. They're not of you, God. I'm sure you're disappointed in them. You're probably wishing, hmm, I sure wish I hadn't made them. All right? Listen to me. There's times that it's really difficult to let someone go, to forgive them, to really let them go. But, But Scripture says if you do not do that, I will not forgive you. That's a hard word, man. That's just a hard word. Flip back one page. Matthew 5, 23, 24. Therefore, if, it, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your, and go your way. First, be reconciled to your brother and then come offer your gift to me. He said, well, that's about tithing. No, it's not. It's a gift. Don't get lost in the word, okay? It's not about money. People say, well, I don't have any money, so I can't give any gifts, so I don't have to do that. <laughs> that's not what that means. If you have ought against a brother, if you are bitter towards a brother, if you have an anger issue, temper issue, bitterness issue, unforgiveness issue, Leave it at the altar and go get reconciled with them. Go be made right with them. I've told you before, I, I, I had a bad unforgiveness problem towards my father. And I carried it for many years. And it absolutely was a parasite that was sucking me dry. A parasite can steal your joy, can steal joy out of a believer. A parasite can steal peace out of a believer. You bet it will. You can't be at peace if you got a parasite. If you're not forgiving someone, if you're a bitter person, anger person, temper person, if you, if you, if you got fear, you're never at peace if that parasite's connected to you. You're the, you're the host of that parasite You feed that parasite. You're the reason that parasite lives. You say, well, I don't even feed it. Well, if you don't cut it off and cut it out and get it out, you're feeding it. You say, well, I don't even acknowledge it anymore. I don't even speak his name. You don't have to speak his name. It doesn't know it has a name. But if that rascal is in you, connected to you, and you have not cut it out, you're feeding it. You're its host. I'm sorry. You can try harder. A lot of people try to get rid of a parasite. It ain't trying. It's in dying. It's going to the surgeon named Jesus and said, please take us out. A parasite can steal your hope from a believer. See, here's what I mean by that. You're a born-again child of the king. You're on this side of the cross. You have absolutely been set free 
But you once walked in freedom, but now you're not walking in freedom because something happened to you and you're holding against God or holding against that person because God can be the one that's taking it. And you say, well, this is as good as it gets for me. This is all I got. This is who I am. I can't change. I can't change. I'm 50, 60, 70, 80, 92. I can't change. I'm stuck. I've tried. I can't do it. I've turned over new leaves, new rocks, new sticks. They're all the same. It doesn't work. I have no, I, I, I've got no hope. Man, can I tell you something? You come to the right person. His name is Jesus. And he'll take that hook, that, that parasite. He'll carve that sucker off. He'll get that off. He's a refiner of fire. Buddy, when he gets rid of that sucker, he gets rid of it. And then you go walk, 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 dance, strut, whatever you got to do in freedom. But you got to get that parasite out of you. You got to get it out to restore hope. A parasite can steal the song out of a believer. Psalm 40 says, sing your song, because once you were what? In mud, in mire. But I've redeemed you. I've set your feet on a rock, and I put a what in you? A new song. A song of what? A song of the redeemed, a song of hope. And many, if you'll sing it, you got to sing it, and many will hear you singing that song, and they will what? They will believe, they will trust, they'll put their hope in whom? Jesus. Why? Because of your song. But man, I'm telling you right now, if a parasite's sucking you, you ain't singing. You're not singing. You, you harbor unforgiveness in you and find out if you sing. You will not. See, unforgiveness is like drinking poison waiting for them to die. I'm just sucking that poison down, boy. It's going to kill them. It's going to take them out. You watch. I'm not going to forgive them. It'll kill them. They're having a time of their life at your expense, and you don't even know it. You're like dying from the poison you're drinking, thinking they're going to die. You're the one dying. You're 40, look 60, and you think it's your diet. So now you're eating apples and, and all kind of stale, dried up kind of stuff that don't even have a flavor. Take like cardboard. You're telling me it's good because you choke it down with water. That's some special water that's supposed to shrink you and all. No! The best diet you can give yourself is to be set free. Forgive somebody, man. You pack it on pounds of unforgiveness because you're drinking poison. Your diet's whacked up because it's, your diet's what's feeding your sickness and your depression, and that's how you deal with it. Be set free, man. Let them go. They don't even know you don't like them anyway. They don't even know you don't forgive them. When I walked in my dad's shop, wanted to talk to him. He's like, hey, what you doing, man? I thought you about to be in class. You drove all the way over here? Yeah. Hey, you want some coffee? I don't want no coffee. I ain't here for coffee. I got to say this. If I don't say this, we're going to talk about the Rangers. We're going to talk about the Cowboys. And, and we're never going to get there. Because you always want to talk about that surface stuff, and we can't get to the root. I'm here for the root. That's it. I never let him talk. He tried to say something at the end. I said, no, I got to go back to class. A parasite can steal life out of a believer. A parasite can't steal eternal life. That's sealed by God. No one can pry them out of my hand. But a parasite can cut off the God life. 
See, God has a plan for your life. We say it all the time. God has a plan for my life. Mm -hmm. It's not for you to hug a parasite. Just bottom line. Quit hugging parasites. That's not God's plan for you. Well, I'm holding on to my parasite because he's a sweet little thing. I pet him every day. You can pet him. What you need to do is choke him out. Quit petting him. If you pet him, he's staying. Feed, feed a cat, he'll stay forever. Sure me. I, some of y'all, I got one of them cats. I'm telling you, you got to cut them off. He will rob your God life, your calling, your destiny if you pet the parasite. Deuteronomy 30, 19 says this, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Man, y'all got to hear that. I, blessing and cursing. I'm over here on the blessed side. Okay, good, good choice. Life or death? Oh, I'm on the life side. Choose it. Why? Because if you'll choose to cut that source off of that parasite, then your generations and descendants behind you will not suffer from it. They'll know, they know, they know, they know. Listen to me. If I'm talking to parents who will not forgive, Guess who knows? Your children. If they're 2, 3, 12, 15, it don't matter. They know. They just know. They know. Verse 20 says, choose life that you may love the Lord your God and listen to his voice and hold fast to him. Isn't that beautiful? You set yourself free. You, 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 you walk in freedom and cut the parasite off. You become no longer a host for that parasite and walk in that freedom. You'll hear his voice. I couldn't until I killed my parasite. Everybody heard the voice for me. I couldn't hear the voice. I had blinking yellow light big time. The minute I said, I Forgive you. Boom. I heard nothing but the Holy Spirit and have been hearing it ever since. That'll set you free. Ephesians 5.18 says this, but don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't be filled with parasites. Don't be filled with unforgiveness, bitterness, rage, anger, temper, gossip. Don't be filled with all that junk. Be filled with the Spirit. For where the Spirit is the Lord, where the Spirit is, there is freedom. You know what this is? Y'all see that? Some of y'all can't see that. That's an artificial worm. Plastic as a day is long. Just rubber. Just rubber. Fake. There's a hook in there. Can y'all see that hook? That's a hook in there. So you can put that hook in here at the top, twist it a little bit, run it back under, pull it back up real nice, and see that right there? Can you see that? Can't see it, but there's a tip. I can feel the tip of that hook. See, that's how you hook a worm when you're walking through grass and lily pads and moss. And you can dance that baby all day in that water. 
And that big old fat bass going to look at that, going to look at that, going to look at that, going to look at that. He can't look very long without touching. He's going to look at that, going to look at that. And see, that thing's never going to get hung up, have some lily pad hanging off of it like, that's a rookie fish, man. Look at that lily pad. Hey, you caught a lily pad. All right? he ain't, that's not how you fish. He hides that sucker. Why? Because he doesn't want you to know there's a hook in that worm until it's too late. Well, let's just give this worm a, a name. Let's just give that name of unforgiveness. And just dance in that sucker, man. See, that's a parasite called unforgiveness dancing around. And it's looking for a host. And if you let it and you take a bite of this, that, 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 that big old hook's going to go in the root of your mouth and it's going to be there forever. It'll hook you. You see, we never think a parasite has a hook in it, but it does. The alcoholic never thought one drink would lead to that. One prescription drug, one time, that's all I'm going to do. Seven years later, you're as numb as you can be. I'm just going to look at this one time on the internet because I, I, I feel I'm justified to do it, and it's my right. All right? Twelve years later, you're still looking. Unforgiveness of parasite, bitterness, anger, temper, fear, they all got hooks, man. They all got hooks. Listen to me. Today, he doesn't want you swallowing anything but the Holy Spirit of God. He doesn't want you with anything but the Holy Spirit of God. I'm not doing nothing, all right? <laughs> I'm still the same. Today, you can be set free. If you, have, if you have a parasite of whatever, you can name it, here's the grace of God. He can sever that. He can take that hook out. And you can walk in freedom. Walk in freedom. He didn't want you to be filled with nothing but the Holy Spirit. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes for me. I'm going to invite the altar ministry team to come on up and the worship team to come. This is simply called the time of invitation. It's not my invitation. It's God's. The surgeon, Jesus. If today you unknowingly, before this, but now knowingly, know that you are a host for a parasite and you're sick of it, you're tired of it, you know what it's doing, you know the damage it's doing to you, do not leave this place with that parasite. Do not. You come this morning. You can throw it down here at the altar. Don't take it back with you. You can have somebody pray over you and agree with you. Whatever it is, you come. If you're looking for a church home, just come to any of these people and say, my family, we have found a church home. This is our church home. So this time's for you. I'm going to pray. Then we're going to stand. As we worship, you come. Father, this morning, God, we, we, we know we've been set free. Help us today to walk in freedom. Help us to walk in freedom today, God.
as we stand up, may we come and experience freedom. No more parasites. No more hosting them. We're cutting off the life support system. For your glory, for your honor, in Christ's name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.